listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation now on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. And we're back. This is Petro and Sophia Lemon on the Double Exposure Show, episode number 45. So if you want show notes for this episode, go to doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 45 and join the community on Facebook. The Double Exposure Show group is where it's at. Today we're talking a little bit about, um, actually don't really have a title for it, but uh, we asked you to give us uh, some suggestions on things you want to talk about or things you're struggling with. And we had something come in from Teresa on the Double Exposure Show group, which is where you should be. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa says, how do you get motivation to edit? And uh, she continues to say, in a slump where I love shooting, but really don't want to edit. And at this point in career, don't charge enough to pay to outsource. So that's what we're talking about today. We're going to address your question, Teresa, and get a little bit more in depth uh, with Sophia having some arguments I know against it, but possibly even for it. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> so, Am I but, for it uh, or am I against it? You'll find ooh, out in this stay week's tuned. episode of Double Exposure <laughs> <Yes>. Show. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> we'll find out after this. <laughs> we'll do an hour episode and at the end you can say if you're for it or against it. Okay, you guys got to guess. <laughs> yeah. um, but before we dive into it, uh, how's it going, Sophia? What's new? I just finished editing a wedding. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Like when I texted you asking what your ETA was, it was mm-hmm. because I was exporting photos. I was nice. Like, Can I start an upload now? No. Better not. <laughs> no. Horrible, if, horrible in case, internet access. Yeah, I was just going to say, in case it doesn't make sense about what Sophia's talking about, um, you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Actually, no, you're down the road from in the middle of nowhere, yeah. aren't you? Because I, I would have to say Owen Sound is like in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah. Owen Sound at least then, has high speed internet, but like not fiber internet. And right. I have worse than that. So it, it, think about dial up speed. We are just above that. That's awesome. <laughs> if some of you Welcome can remember what dial up speed was like. <clears throat> Love dial up. Honestly, it was just fast enough. Like, I'm, here's the cool thing. And it kind of relates to what we're going to talk about. When you don't know, like, that something better out there exists, Mm -hmm. something faster, something easier, you just tend to kind of put up with it. Yeah. Right? So. Well, the problem is I do all of my editing from home and I have office space in Collingwood and that obviously has faster internet, but I'm not going to, (laughs) like, export photos to a hard drive and then take them to the office with me and then upload them from there. Like, screw that. That's too much work. There you go. <sighs> Just do it overnight when you well, fall yes. asleep. And I upload um, smaller versions of photos because there's no reason why I need to upload full-sized photos to shoot proof because Absolutely. I don't actually, do digital think, downloads. So I actually think they'd recommend 2,000 pixels, funny enough. I, I, honestly, I honestly upload um, 1920 by 1080. Okay. So iPhone size. So people can... Uh, Download their photos and use them on their phone and everything. Upload them to Facebook, Wait, whatever. But 1920 by 1080, that's um, that's 16 by 9 ratio. So are you recropping them? 
Some of them. Some of them I crop, okay. some of them I don't. Usually I don't. So you just go 1920 pixels on the long side? Yes. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That works. Mm -hmm. I, I have a real estate client who uh, makes his own YouTube videos. And he if I was selling my house again, I'd probably hire him just for the fact that his uh, media packages are just wicked. Is it the he guy with voiceovers. the cat? No. <laughs> no. And I hope he's not listening now because he, he's he's totally thinking I'm going to hire him. Okay, you know? <laughs> uh, Petro, you don't yeah. need to buy any more houses for a while. That's true. Take your time. <laughs> well, if I was selling, I'd probably hire uh, this fella. Uh, just like I said, his media packages are uh, unreal. He like he does walkthroughs, video walkthroughs, and he narr narrates everything. Like, it's really cool. You know, and that's so, something that I think real estate agents are missing. Like, they got into videos and slideshows, but they don't narrate. Like, mm -hmm. that's good. Mike, that's cool. Mike narrates his stuff. So I got to give him a, a virtual high five. And I think I've given him a, a real life high five before for that <laughs> stuff because um, I admire it. I think it's awesome. that The fact that he knows how to do it himself and he knows how to do it well is one thing. Uh, but it, it's the fact that he actually does it, um, you know, it, so many people out there can, can benefit from that. But he, you know, he says, I, I don't want anybody to know, like from his perspective, he's like, that's what makes me unique. And that's what makes people hire me all the time. But, uh, the reason I'm mentioning this is all the photos I shoot for him. I shoot in 1920, 1980, like that's what I deliver to him. And so, um, that way he can produce content without having to lose any detail. And that's, uh, kind of the cool thing about the feature in the camera. Mm-hmm. I can actually set it to crop to 1920 by 1080 in the camera and it gives me a preview of what I'm shooting. So that's, that's really, really cool. And with a 14 millimeter wide lens on the 5D, that stuff just looks amazing. Like I, I sometimes even forget to switch it and I'll go to shoot the next realtor's house like that. <laughs> and when they get it, they don't even notice. They don't even say anything. No. So it's, it's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, I do have actually a dedicated camera and lens sitting in a in a camera bag that's just kind of for real estate photography. <laughs> so it's, it is what it is. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, so you edited your own wedding. I can't believe it. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> um, well, that being said, uh, you all know that I do prints and albums and stuff. So I call and color correct my photos which is really easy in lightroom mm -hmm. that's all i got for right now um i figure <laughs> we have more to talk about before we get to that yeah yeah we do have lo lots to talk about actually lots to talk about so uh mia is one month old today it's august 1st we're recording this day before the release of this episode and uh she's one month old and the last two nights she's been sleeping through the entire night how cool is that <laughs> so i have an amazing baby i people are like don't tell anybody don't jinx it and i'm like well you know i have a solid wood desk so i'm knocking on wood right now <laughs> actually i'm really happy that tank didn't hear that because anytime somebody <laughs> knocks he's usually in here like boof <laughs> so anyways um <clears throat> to tell you the truth a lot of time has been uh dedicated to my daughter uh, hannah and i hang out with her a lot we just sometimes sit and do nothing or we do things that revolve around her and we're having a good time so uh probably for august we'll do the same thing and then depending on what happens when the school year starts 
um, things might change. But like I said, really kind of taking the time off to to enjoy ourselves and do things. But, you know, photo shoots still get in the way here and there. <laughs> <laughs> Darn photo shoots. I know, right? Um, but uh, definitely not going to complain about the volume of photo shoots uh, when... Uh, Right. Whenever I talk to people, everybody seems to always kind of say, uh, you know what, <clears throat> actually, let me kind of go off topic for a second. Why is it that when you meet people who you either went to college with or you kind of went to seminar with or whatever, that that you you have a mutual interest or profession, that which is photography, um, why is it the first thing they always say is, are you still shooting? You know, it's like. That's sad, isn't it? It is sad. It's totally sad. It made me think about it. It made me, made me kind of think like, how many photographers do you know that stop shooting? Like th th this must be a really fast kind of dying business or something, or just a lot of turnover. Yeah. And I know it is. I know that a lot of you who start out in the first year struggle so much that your second year is sort of the make it or break it. And most of you don't make it, that is, you know, and um, really if you kind of, if you just look at the brighter side, um, if you work hard at it, you build a name for yourself. That's actually the key is building a, building a name for yourself, building a brand. You can still be shooting. <laughs> so <clears throat> it, it feels like, um, you know, I'll be going through a, a Starbucks drive through and I'll pull up to the window and, uh, the girl handing me the drink will say, do you remember me? And I'll be like, yeah, you look familiar I'm trying to think. And immediately I think, okay, bridesmaid at a wedding, you know, hopefully not a bride. <laughs> um, and it's like, yeah, you were my uh, instructor at uh, Fanshawe. And it's like, oh, right, that's where I know you from. And it's totally cool to work at Starbucks. But in that position, I want to say, so are you doing anything with photography? You know, kind of mm -hmm. like. Are you still shooting? <clears throat> yeah. And, and that, that's, that's probably why people ask that, but it's a huge pet peeve of mine. It's like, yes, I am still shooting. <laughs> um, when I hang it up, I'll send you a note and I say, yeah. and tell you I retired, but, uh, <clears throat> anyways, moving forward. So, um, yeah, <laughs> let's, uh, let's address, uh, Teresa's concern here. So I'll, I'll read it out loud again. So she says she's in a slump where she loves shooting, but really doesn't want to edit. And at this point in career, doesn't charge enough to pay to outsource. Yeah. So what I want to do is I actually want to rewind the the timeline about 20 years to 1997 and paint a different picture for wedding photographers. Um, so you would uh, drive your car or ride your bicycle or walk to your local professional photography store. And you would buy dozens and dozens of rolls of film and you would load them into your film camera and uh, you would expose them at a wedding. And when you were done, and I guarantee this, 100% of you who did this at a wedding, the next day in a little baggie or a box, <clears throat> you carried it over to your professional lab, you handed it over across the counter and you went home hopping and skipping thinking, okay, in a, in a day or two, I'll have not only the negatives developed, but the proofs ready to go. And sure enough, two days later, or, or you know, maybe it was an hour kind of shot deal, you went back, you picked up your four by five proofs or four by sixes if you shot 35 millimeter, um, you know, 
or square contact sheets, whatever. <laughs> and that's how you put together proof books. Um, mm -hmm. You put together a proof book and you delivered it to a client and your client ordered uh, prints from it. Now, the, the introduction of digital scanners, you started offering CDs and giving people digital files so they could print or share their own photos. But that's, that was the extent of it. And then <clears throat> from there, if the client ordered a print, you would deliver that print uh, you know, weeks later or whenever, but you would bring that lovely negative back to the lab or to a printer that you really trusted. And you would say, okay, the customers ordered a 16 by 20 of this image. And, uh, thank you very much. And what you received back was a 16 by 20 of the color negative or maybe black and white negative or a color negative that you asked to be black and white. And the person who printed it for you really had total creative control over it. Mm -hmm. I mean, over density, over uh, even sharpness, right? Uh, based on their how they printed it, or based on their equipment. Now you could have requested saying, "Can you add a CC of yellow, like one CC um, or whatever, just to warm it up a bit?" We had, you know, heard of people doing that. Uh, or when it was black and white, you could say, "Can you kind of pull back on the contrast? I don't want it to be too contrasty." Or can you add a lot of contrast? You know. That's, that's really the extent of it that you had. So you had to be really, really good when you were capturing these things. So what's different today? What do we do today? Uh, today we slam a digital memory card into our camera, go out, push the button and point at things. And mm -hmm. there's like really very little thought put into what we're actually doing, right? We're not capturing images that we want printed we're literally kind of um just seeing what will happen sorry i'm being handed some food thank you <laughs> <laughs> i love you <laughs> mm, no. do you want to tell everyone who it is that you love so they're not like hmm my plate of food Okay, so <laughs> while you're eating, <laughs> uh, maybe I'll just go over my process. And So that was Hannah, by the way. Yeah, oh. I figured. <laughs> um, so I obviously, I shoot a wedding or a portrait session or whatever. I download the photos. While I'm downloading, I'll go back and pick out some of my favorites that I remember from shooting. Um and then I'll sort the photos into folders. Um, so for a wedding, for example, I'll have hair and makeup. I'll have the ceremony. I'll have photos of the couple, photos of the wedding party, family photos, re reception photos, decor photos. And I might have first dance photos, depending on how many photos I take at the reception. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it reduces the number of photos for each section. So when I go to call photos or to color correct photos, it feels like I'm editing less than I am. <laughs> if I go okay. and I try to call or edit um, 2,500 photos, that feels like a lot and it's gonna take forever. Whereas if I go and call um, photos from like, you know, even 100 to 500 photos, that feels like a lot less. So it makes the whole process a little bit less stressful. And then, I will upload a sneak peek from the shoot um, that is color corrected. And 
I will not release a vlog of that wedding or portrait session until after I'm done editing it. So I'll get it all edited and then I'll pick the photos that I want for the blog post. And the reason that, I, <clears throat> excuse me, that I do it that way is because I'm usually pretty excited to blog it. So if I make myself edit it first, I'll get it done faster. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> that seems to speed things up. And I also just break things down into smaller sections. So in Tave, I have a workflow for weddings. So the first step is download and back up the photos. And then the next step is to sort the photos and then call the photos and then color correct the photos. And I'll spread those okay. out over different okay. days. So I'll download and sort the photos <clears throat> the day after the wedding. And then I will call the photos like a few days later. And then a few days after that, I will color correct the photos. So it just breaks things down into easier to chew chunks. <clears throat> right. So that's how I edit and not lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> You're still eating, aren't you? Totally. I love eating. <laughs> This is my first piece of food I had all day. Oh I was hoping you wouldn't like <clears throat> let the cat out of the bag and I could just do it while you're talking. But Well, I mean, we can tell based on your voice and the Damn fact it. that you said I'm being handed food. <laughs> <laughs> I know I should have just said I'm being handed money. <laughs> I, giving me money. I don't outsource my editing. Um, it's not something that I'm totally against, but I think it's something I would rather have like an in-house team member handle if I was going to not do it myself. But right. again, I would break it down into smaller chunks. So an assistant might um, download, sort, and call the photos. Mm -hmm. um, they might color correct them. Um, because truthfully, I don't put a whole bunch of editing into my photos. So ah, my, can you go back to that? Yeah. So my, can you say that again out loud? Again, I don't yeah. put a whole bunch of editing into my photos. So I color correct them and then people get proofs. So I don't edit photos before I <coughs> deliver the proofs. So um, here's the beauty part. And, well, the reason um, for that is what? Yeah. What? No, no. Keep talking. <laughs> so the, the reason for that is I'm not giving them digital files um, and I'm not going to invest time in editing something that's not making me money. So I edit photos that my clients purchase. Interesting concept. What? I know. It's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so all the photos that go into a wedding album, I will edit. Although I will tell you that very few people actually request edits to their photos. The, the beauty part is they don't know that the photos need editing. Exactly. done. Yep. Yep. So... so Go ahead. <laughs> um, this, this literally reinforces what I was trying to say about the film days because there was no editing done to the photos. Yep. It, your there wasn't creative control, and no cloning and your creative control relied a lot on the film you used. So certain films had different characteristics and today we're actually editing to try to emulate that film. Look, right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's great. I mean, I think, I think that's, that's fantastic do whatever you want but the reality is that we're over editing and i in my 12 years uh in the college industry teaching photography i've met only two people 
I'm not exaggerating, literally two people who said, I'm not really a big fan of shooting. I'm going to finish the program so I know how, and I am going to do photography, but really when I'm done, I'm going to edit photos. I love editing photos. I love Photoshop. And they would take a photo and they would spend six, eight hours, sometimes a week editing every little thing. And when it came out, it was stunning. But really their job at that point is photo manipulation. And that's totally fine. You know what I mean? But everybody who enters the industry, everybody who I've t- have taught or met says to me, I want to, I want to take photos. I want to be a photographer. Mm-hmm. Yet what happens is every single person after they capture these images, after they take the photos, first thing they do is they download them and they start editing them. So at, at some point you have to realize that you now have two jobs. You're, not just a photographer, but you're also the editor, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. And and so, <clears throat> what happened? Where, you know, is digital really that that much better now that we have this hard time trusting people with our photos? You know, like why was it okay f- to drop off your film and just pick up the proofs? Why can't we? Why can't this exist today? And the truth of the matter is that. Uh, it's just become a lot easier, a lot more accessible for anybody to get into the industry. And unfortunately, because it's not regulated, because there's nobody kind of uh, shaking the finger at you or uh, making you get a certain certificate, because of that, a lot of people, actually a big majority of the people starting out, are not very good at capturing images. Okay? They're not very g- And so they're either... <laughs> And I'm not, I'm, I'll be the first one to encourage you to get better. <clears throat> this is why this exists. But they're not able to capture a well-exposed, a well-lit image. And being well-lit and being well-exposed are two, two totally different things. Okay, you can light an image like crap and have a perfect exposure. It will look bad. Uh, <clears throat> lighting is everything, right? It creates the mood, it creates texture, it creates everything. So... They they don't light well. They don't expose well. Um, they they don't focus well. It's not sharp. They don't know how to use their equipment, and that doesn't make them a bad photographer. I mean, for all we know, uh, that's how Ansel Adams started, right? <laughs> um, but the the truth of the matter is that until you perfect your craft, your skill, you, until you perfect your skill, your craft will suffer, mm-hmm. um, and. You, you might be able to do that with practice. You might be able to do that by going to enrolling into a college program, uh, what have you. So, or just watch a lot of YouTube and listen to our podcast, like daily. Listen to this podcast all the time and it will make you a better photographer. But, <laughs> you know, when you get that technical um, uh, skill, if you will, um, that will actually help you in the long run. So, in my opinion, me being a photographer means that I don't edit my own photos. And this is why Hannah is on board with us. She originally started by being the one who does all the editing, all the call work, everything. And let me tell you a little bit about uh, how my process is. Um, Just going to get it out of the way that we shoot so that there's very minimal editing. Mm -hmm. When we shoot, it it has to be um, pretty much cropped in the camera. It has to be super sharp. It has to be perfectly lit, perfectly exposed. And all of this is done on the fly with very little adjustments. Um, 
You have to know your equipment. Now, once we once we shoot everything, when we get back, um, it's, depending. Sometimes we download right away. Sometimes we download later. But what I like to do is I like to download, call, and back up all at the same time. So we used to use Photo Mechanic, but we now just use Lightroom because our computers are fast enough and the software is fast enough. And so what we do is we call the images from the memory cards as we're about to download them. And as we download them, as we copy them to the hard drive using uh, Lightroom, we're at the same time copying those exact same images to an external hard drive and making a backup of it. Mm-hmm. So we're not downloading all of the images from the card and backing it up. We're downloading only the images we're going to work on. Um, once the images are called, downloaded, and backed up, we delete the rest. There's, we just, I mean, technically, we don't format the cards right away. We just kind of put them back in the camera bag and format them before the next wedding mm-hmm. or before the next photo shoot. But they get deleted. So I already have two copies. I'm not going to be worried about it. Now, I have a constant running backup that backs up to the cloud. So my backup is automatically backed up as well. Now I have a redundant backup. So if my house caught fire or somebody stole my equipment, well, the images are backed up. And once those images are backed up, then I'm, I'm even more secure, if you will. Now, just what you mentioned, uh, we, have a, we have somebody in-house who edits our stuff. Then it goes to the editing station, if you will. And typically it's Hannah that does it. And what she does is color, density, sharpness, and maybe a crop if the frame was a little too loose, the lens wasn't long enough or whatever. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, so let's say a full eight to 10 hour wedding, uh, she will have about 350 to 400 photos on average to quote unquote edit. This process takes her about an hour. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's to look at every single image, apply, apply the filters, uh, right? Now, if we were to share the images with people or create cover photos for galleries or whatever, she will take it and she will play with the presets that we've created. Some presets we've actually taken other people's presets and adjusted them. Some presets are made by us. And we play with these presets and we create, you know, half a dozen of images. We'll use one image for the gallery cover. We'll use one image for an email, We, you know, for whatever it is. But the rest of the images have very, very, very basic quote unquote edits because they don't need editing. You know what I mean? They, they're kind of, I want to say we shot them well enough that they don't need editing. So <clears throat> at the most, I think it took Hannah two hours to edit a wedding because it was a bigger wedding and I think I interrupted her. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she can do it on the couch while sitting on and watching TV, you know, be distracted. But typically it's, uh, she's got her headphones in um, and I bought her some really nice headphones for that reason. They isolate, uh, they're not like noise canceling, but they isolate a lot of the sound. They're kind of like over the ear headphones. Mm-hmm. And when she's on, like I can... I could be watching a movie or I could be playing music. I could have friends over whatever. She can't hear us. And when she's in the zone, it's literally like start to finish, edit, done. Now, Teresa, you may be over editing your photos. That's that's one thing yeah. I'm going to say right now. Um, if you're having difficulty capturing them, um, like say they're, they're all too dark. 
and I'm not saying they are. I'm saying if that's if you can identify where where your where you can improve your capturing, like for example, if they're if they're all like half a stop too dark, compensate your exposure. Mm-hmm. Next time you go out, shoot everything half a stop brighter. And maybe you won't have to touch it as much. Which is something that I think I'm going to have to start doing. Because when I import, I have the same preset that I apply to all of my photos. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I do is I reduce um, the highlights. And which makes the photos darker when they're imported. So I can see them and they're like perfectly exposed. And then the preset is applied and suddenly they're darker and I have to go and like... (laughs) increase the exposure on all of them um so i should probably start just i'll you know turn up (laughs) the exposure in the camera and that will solve that problem later on (sighs) so that's all i have to say about that (laughs) in the first year when 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 we all start out the the last thing we want to do is spend our money on a third party on a business uh to to do this and here's the thing a typical wedding, a really big wedding, if you get somebody to call, if you get somebody to uh, edit and basically get them ready for delivery, an average price for this is only $250. If you apply that to how much time you're actually spending editing this, you'll realize that you probably would rather spend the money on this. Um, cause I know some people that literally spent an approximate, uh, if I had to average it out, I'm going to say 30 hours cause I've met people who spent close to 40 and I met people who spent like close to 20, but I'm talking about like lock themselves up in, in their, in their office and they spend an entire weekend doing this. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. Um, I used to pay $200. Now, this was when the dollar was on par, but this was US dollar. And we, what we used to do is we used to actually put all the images, all the wedding photos onto one uh, compact flash, 64 gigabyte compact flash card. They were uh, uh, raw photos. And we would uh, mail it to this third-party company that doesn't exist anymore. So it doesn't even matter. I won't even mention them. And for $200 US, they would call the entire wedding. We would tell them, you know, we promised the bride and groom 400 photos, for example. And so what I used to do is I I would always tell them more. I would always say, you know what, we promised 500 photos. Okay. And they would call the wedding down to 500 photos. Uh, They would do all the necessary corrections. They would basically do absolutely everything. And they would deliver us both uh, the edited photos in JPEG as well as uh, Lightroom catalog um, so that all those edits were still saved on all our raw photos and they would deliver all of that back on our compact flashcard. Now we had an option to send a hard drive or a USB stick. We just did compact flashcard because that's what we had at the time. And a USB stick at that time was like a couple hundred bucks for that, for that size. So I figured whatever, we have something, let's just use it. And literally send it out on a Monday by next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it was back. It was less than a week and everything was done. And it only cost approximately $200 US at the time. So if you do the math today, that, that $200 US, uh, it costs roughly 250 to 300 bucks Canadian. Let me tell you right now, that is very inexpensive to have an entire week of editing to yourself yeah. as back as your life. Um, 
I find that that's all that photographers are doing nowadays is they're literally just edit things. Yep. You know what I mean? Well, and while you're editing, you're not bringing in new clients. And yeah, and how do you bring in new clients? You you work on your blog, you work on your website, you try to work <clears throat> on your SEO, you try to work on your brand, right? Well, you don't have time to do that. You know, so this is kind of what, what doesn't sit well with me. Um, Teresa says, um, <laughs> at this point in career, I don't charge enough to pay to outsource. Well, how much is your time worth? Because I think if you are spending money on advertising, you could be putting that time to literally shake people's hands, meet with people, do bridal shows, etc., and pay the money that you that you would be send, spending on that to somebody to outsource a wedding and and basically see how it goes. Because um, we tend to get burnt out editing photos. And not working on our brand image, on our on our corporate identity, if you will, um, and that's that's what happens. You can't get new business to make more money if you're not trying to get new business. Like you can't just sit at home and wait for like something to happen. But if you're spending your entire time editing photos and you don't have time to promote your business, that's that's where you're kind of doing it wrong, right? So my suggestion is to try try one, try two, try three weddings and see how it goes. Second suggestion, if you need that extra two hundred dollars for the, then then ask your clients for for extra two hundred dollars. If you if you're charging two thousand dollars for a wedding, charge twenty two hundred so that you can afford somebody to call and edit and, and help you out with that. Now, do you have anything to add before I kind of move on? No, I did include that in my notes here that you need to be putting it in as a part of your, you know, wedding price or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you're not paying that out of pocket. Increase your prices by two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but remember, it's also time that you're getting back. So hopefully that's time that you're spending bringing in, you know, a twenty five hundred dollar wedding rather than spending two hundred and fifty dollars of your time editing. My my biggest thing that I that I think that people have a problem with, and this is a fact actually, it's that people have a, a really hard time letting go. Mm -hmm. uh, you we want to have we want to manage everything ourselves. We want to micromanage, if you will. And as photographers, uh, we like to think that we're capable of everything, right? Um, that's why a lot of photographers do their own websites. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of photographers will do their own multimedia presentations. And that's why a lot of photographers design their own booths for uh, the bridal show. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm really big into trading. So go to a decorator and trade them services. If they, if, you know, I'm not saying ask them for free things for their portfolio. <laughs> you know, <laughs> come decorate my uh, wedding photography booth. It'll be mm -hmm. good for your portfolio. I'm not saying do that, but I'm saying if you don't have the money, offer to trade them. Say, look, you're going to hire a photographer at some point. Let me work off $500 you would hire, you would uh, charge me for um, decorating services as well as any items that you want to furnish my booth with. I will trade you in $500 of photography services next time you need things photographed for your website and be fair with them, right? 
And there's people out there who are more than willing to do that, who are more than willing to trade, because that's kind of how the world goes around. I mean, at the end of the day, they have to spend money on those services too. So don't be afraid to reach out and get this, you know, <laughs> just like a, a, a web designer is going to be able to make a better website than than you are, mm-hmm. unless you're Sophia, because Sophia is <laughs> technically a web designer. <laughs> Thanks. So, well, that <laughs> you do you do everything. So that that's totally cool. Uh, I'll tell you right now that um, I can do a, a wicked website, but it'll take me forever. Mm-hmm. And you know, just not having the time is one thing. But uh, I came from a from a design background, from web design. You know, like. I'm talking about even before, in, in the infancy of the internet, uh, when we had uh, the BBSs, the bulletin board systems, I actually ran one out of my house. So, like, we're talking long time ago, you know, I was nerding it out. I was, so for me, this is, this is all in my blood. So I'm very comfortable with doing that. And maybe if you see me doing that and you go, well, I can do this myself too, that could be where you're going wrong. Now, I will tell you right now that I think you should take some kind of web course, especially if you have a WordPress website and you do blogs, so that you at least understand how to build it and how it works so that you can do a lot of the maintenance and, and updating yourself. Because outsourcing like blog posts are isn't always the most ideal things to do because if you are your brand, you might want to... Uh, represent yourself and how you write and your writing style. So even if you're not a very good writer, if you're not a good speaker, but you're a, you're a very warm person and kind of giggly and and fun, that will come through the, your blog posts. Mm-hmm. So the, you know you can hire a copywriter to do a lot of those things, but let's not worry about that. Let's let's keep talking a little bit about um, letting go and why it's so hard for people to let go. The reason it's so hard for people to let go is the egos. We think that other people won't be able to do it as good as we can. All I have to tell you right now is pick five of your favorite photographer websites or your most hated photographers in your area <laughs> that mm-hmm. that you feel are your comp- competition, that you just kind of wish they weren't even around, or maybe people you look up to, and look at their photos. What do you think is happening? Either they are or they're outsourcing it to another person, meaning that another person out there is capable of editing the photos just as good, if not better than you. And you, at some point, you have to realize that a lot of things are better than good enough before you even start touching them. So anything in, that anybody does is actually already better than you sent them. I've only... Uh, I've only had it once where I sent 10 photos uh, as samples to an editing firm and they came back looking like shit. <laughs> like they were terrible. This editing firm is not in business anymore either. <laughs> and it wasn't a company called The Firm. I never worked with The I think they were called The Firm or The Editing Firm. Yeah, I think that's what they were called. Uh, a couple of local guys had started one and I don't think that they followed through with it just because uh, uh, I think it, w- it took them on a different adventure. Uh, they were both really busy. I'm Googling it right now. See if they're still around. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't. Oh, well. I can't find them. So, um, anyways, uh, so I don't think they're around. Um, 
but that, this is my point. Like, this is the the number one reason we have a hard time letting go. It's not usually money. Uh, I'm serious because if you really do the math, like people ask me all the time, how do you have time to do so much? And I want to tell them, I actually have more free time than you think I have. Um, so I get a lot of stuff done, but it's because I'm able to outsource. I'm able to micromanage. I'm able to delegate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm, we have a rental property and, uh, an apartment in that rental property came up for rent and it needed to be cleaned. Now it was pretty clean to start with. So when I looked at it, I thought, okay, well I need to clean the fridge I need to clean the stove and all that. I could have spent six to eight hours there myself doing all of that, but instead I paid $165, yeah, $165 for two women uh, who have a business to come in and they did it so well that the place sparkled, literally sparkled. And I was super happy to pay them the money because that that whole entire day I was able to do other things that made me money so I could look at it to say well okay I lost 165 dollars but you don't lose the money right same thing applies to your own home if you can do something else that you enjoy more or that you that will make you more money and it would make sense to hire a cleaner to come in for three hours and clean your house once a week for let's say 20, even $25 an hour, that's money well spent because they will do the job better than you more than likely. Now, reality can be different from dreams sometimes, and you will get really bad vendors and you'll get really bad service people, but you're only screwing up if you continue to use them, (laughs) right? Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. <laughs> you can't complain to me like, oh, my editing people suck. They just can't get it right. Oh, I just wish they would do it better. Well, <laughs> Fire you them. suck. Yeah. Get, get your shit together. Get other people. Yep. So. So I think we've probably talked this one to death, oh, of really. Course we but did. there's a couple things that I would just like to go over again. Yes, please. For Teresa. It's Teresa, correct? Yes, Teresa. Good. Hi, Teresa. Um, <laughs> Teresa's lovely, by the way. Is she? <laughs> mm-hmm. She's a former student. What, from Fanshawe or from Lambton? Lambton. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, so Teresa, if you're looking at your photos on your computer and they are not properly exposed, they're not um, sharp, and they're not cropped properly then working on doing that in your camera will save you a lot of time when editing. And maybe don't work so hard on the editing. So I'm in the Rising Tide Society on Facebook and I see a lot of people post multiple photos or multiple edits of one photo um, asking which, which edit is better. And there's always like one standard properly exposed proper color image and then one or more like over edited images Mm -hmm. and it's like their trending style this is the style that they go for now this is my new style uh which would you prefer and everyone in the group always prefers the like normal photo yeah (laughs) and i get that there's trends with editing but just remember that 
the, the photos that will last longer, like will have more longevity style-wise, are the ones that are sort of a normal color, um, normal contrast, that sort of thing. The trendy photos will fall out of style rather quickly. So don't try to... You said it yourself, um, that something trending means that eventually it won't. Yeah, exactly. You said that to me a couple of days ago. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah, cool. When we were talking about canvases, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so don't over edit your photos. If it's if you're going back and forth editing a photo for like 30 minutes, stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Lola says hi, everyone. Hi, Lola. <laughs> um, and then if it's taking up too much of your time, don't feel so bad about at outsourcing it. Um it doesn't actually cost that much. If you look at pricing for editing services, it's like a couple cents per image kind of thing. Um, yeah. Well, so, to give you an idea, I'm on the website called theimagesalon.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very well-known edit editing uh, place. And they charge five cents per image submitted, regardless of the number of images you'd like to keep. So for calling. So five cents for calling. So let's say you submit... Um, okay, well, I can I can use round numbers, but why don't you give me uh, a number of photos you shot at a wedding recently? Oh, I don't know. All right. Well, let's say you submit 2,357 photos. Sure. Okay. Um, to pay them five cents uh, per image is $117. <laughs> so I will gladly pay somebody $117 to call... 2,357 yeah. images. Yeah. That is so cheap. Yep. Like, now, I'm really fast at calling now, um, partially mm-hmm. because a lot, what I do quite often is I'll actually, this is why I love the 5D. There's a rate button on it. I can rate my photos. Mm-hmm. And if I rate my photos, uh, they're keepers. So I kind of look for them, right? Um, and quite often we'll rate them as we're like driving from one place to the other, not while I'm driving. <laughs> mm-hmm. So to me, that's really fast, but I will gladly give somebody 120 bucks to call 2,357 images. Yeah. Now they charge 33 cents per image to do basic edits. So let's say you wanted to keep 350 images. Um, you would be paying another $115 to edit it. That's mm-hmm. it. Right. So 115 plus 117, you're looking at 235 bucks total, yep. right? I'm rounding up. Hello. And what the basic editing does is it's a customizable look for your studio. So they kind of have, you know, you can send them some samples. It has color corrections, brightness and contrast and conversion to black and white. So it c- includes conversion to black and white. You can spend an extra 25% or an extra 30%. And it includes burning and dodging, noise reduction and sharpening, as well as cropping and targeted HSL adjustments. So hue, saturation, luminosity, for those who don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. That is incredible. So again, if you need me to do the math for you, 48 cents uh, for, what did I say, 350 images, 168 bucks. Plus $117 to call. You're looking at 285 Yeah. So if you add like $300 to each wedding for editing, then you're covered. Done. Yep. 
300 bucks. Now, this is in U.S., so if you're well, in Canada, you'll have to add 6000 Or um. <laughs> or find find a Canadian company. That's another option. Yeah. But um, I'm going to hazard a guess that all of you can increase your wedding prices by $300. But also remember that this is saving you time. So, you don't actually have to increase the price. Well, that's what I'm if saying. You spend, is if, 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 you, you're, yeah. if you're saving $300 worth of your time then I think it's totally reasonable to spend that money elsewhere. If you pay yourself 30 bucks an hour and it takes you more than 10 hours to call and edit the, the mm-hmm. a wedding, yep. you're, you're, you should be outsourcing. Yep. Uh, because you can do so much more with that time. Yep. So, and, and that's what I think, I think we have the fear, uh, fear of not knowing. You don't know uh, how much it costs because all you, you know, you're assuming it's going to be a lot. And, <laughs> You can save this money. You can literally can literally save a lot of money by calling yourself. Yeah. You know? Or help and, you make more money, really. Yeah, exactly. Um, at the end of the day, what it comes down to is the fact that you have to be able to let go. Letting go is key. Um, you Your assumption that somebody won't be able to do it as well as you, throw it out the window. There's a lot of these people who have been editing and whose job it is to edit 40, 50 hours a week that are amazing at it. And mm-hmm. if you don't believe me, look at your competition. Look what your competition is doing. They're doing really nice photos. Now, I do have to admit that I I do see a lot of garbage out there. <laughs> but these aren't the people who are running editing uh, editing uh, salons, right? Like yeah. editing websites. So uh, the one I used as an example is called the Image Salon. There's tons of uh, other ones that are actually quite decent. Um, my suggestion is use Google and look at reviews of them, right? I'll try Um, to find a Canadian option and post that. mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there's one called Photo Fafa. (laughs) And I've heard good things about them. (laughs) Uh, I don't know their pricing. Um, but, uh... I've read that their pricing is pretty much what it should be. Yeah, they'll all be um, around about the same. Yeah. I actually have it bookmarked, so I'm going. And look at their <laughs> look at their websites, right? Yeah. Like Yeah. Well, and you're not you're not losing the first time you try this, you're not losing this wedding like you have the files for it. Exactly. So if they come back terrible, oh, then that experiment didn't work so well. <laughs> mhm. Hmm. All right. Oh, yes. Um, Photo Fafa was the one I had, uh, I was looking at uh, earlier. And uh, they they have the sliders on there where you can uh, uh, slide before and after. Oh, okay. And it's pretty funny because they do some some pretty cool stuff. Oh, I'm going to look at this right now. So it's spelled F-O-T-O-F-A-F-A. Where's the, okay. How do I, where's the sliders? Uh, so you go to services. Uh-huh. And then you go to, let's say, retouching. Okay. Or go to color correction. Oh, well, that's a blurry photo on their homepage. No, it's not. You're blurry. Okay, I'm not seeing a difference. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I'm seeing it so, now. Also, I don't I care. Like, I would not edit that much. 
Exactly. That's my point. But <laughs> this is how much they offer still. You know, this is how much they're capable of doing. Ugh. And some of their retouching is a buck. Or it's, I think it starts at a buck. A buck a minute, um, it says. A buck a minute? No, it's a, a dollar minimum. <laughs> or oh. maybe it is per minute. I don't Who knows? know. I, I've never <laughs> used these guys. I've read uh, really good reviews about them. Oh, okay. So anyways, even if it is a buck per minute, um, I would still pay it. Well, that's misleading because there are other services, say, um, 21 cents per image, for example. So I'm assuming it's a buck per minute because it has that slash. Okay. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, sure. Neither do I. But you wouldn't, you would never really use them for retouching. Do you know no, what I mean? I wouldn't. Like, like I would use them and I, and I haven't used Photofafa, like, uh, I just, I just went to their services under calling mm -hmm. and they charge eight cents an, an image. So they're already 40% more expensive than, uh, the image salon. Uh, the image salon website looks really nice. Uh, it's very elegant. And if I had to pick based on, uh, first impressions, mm -hmm. I would pick the image salon. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Cool. So, uh, but at the end of the day, like send them a couple of photos see what they do True. like send them a whole wedding yeah what's the worst that can happen cool okay so on that note um do we want to tell people about our thingy our idea you tell them you tell okay. them you tell people about our thingy <laughs> um so i'm thinking we're gonna have a little bit of a contest and that is we would really like to get to 50 um itunes reviews and we are at 25 now, so we would like to double our iTunes reviews. And when we get there, we're going to do a giveaway for, I don't know how many people who gave us reviews, but... I think we should do it to five. Okay, so five people who gave us a review, we will send them a copy of the Aardvark. <laughs> <laughs> by Benjamin Edward. <laughs> yes, thank you, Benjamin Edward, Yay. for our artwork. <laughs> Yeah, I want one. You better leave a review then. <laughs> I did. I did leave a okay. review. <laughs> well, fair is fair. Then you will be put into the yes. draw. The draw will be held once we reach 50 reviews yep. and it will be completely random. Yep. We will literally just put like go to random.org or whatever that website is and just pick, pick at random. Mm -hmm. um, but we're talking about reviews or just ratings. So can reviews. somebody leave just five stars? Yeah, we All can't. Right. We can't see if you give us um, a rating. We can only see right. if you give us a review. So, so if you've enjoyed this episode or any of our other forty-four episodes, please leave us a really nice review. We we I would actually love to hear from you mm -hmm. what you think we're doing well, or you know, if you think we're not doing well, just stay at home. <laughs> um, <laughs> we don't want to hear from you. <laughs> And uh, the show notes for this episode, you can find on doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 45. Uh, once again, you can hear your name on our podcast and we can discuss your topic. If you join the Double Exposure Show group on Facebook and uh, suggest a topic or ask us a question. Um, ben Sound is the Wicked Soundtrack uh, provider that you're hearing in the background right now. And of course, Benjamin Edward, he is the creator of the artwork. <laughs> who has become sort of our mascot, yeah. if you will. You know? <laughs> and uh, as always, uh, it's been a pleasure. And until next time. Okay.
Goodbye.